Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Sullivan County Democrat Omnipresent Sports Podcast. We are joined uh, today, of course, as always, I'm co-editor Joe Abraham with uh, sports writer, photographer, uh, English teacher extraordinaire, uh, Richard Ross. And uh, we have two special guests today because clearly we just keep trying to get more and more guests the more we do these episodes. And we've got two amazing Section 9 uh, eight-man football coaches. We have Greg Botsford from Tri-Valley, and we have Dominic Scanna from Fallsburg. Thank you both for being here with us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. And uh, before we get into the hard-hitting football questions, uh, uh, just a general thing, I always like to have guests introduce themselves. So if you could tell us a little bit about your backgrounds in the sport of football and just any other sports that you participated in. And, um, you know, what you and, and sort of start there. And also, I know you two know each, have known each other for a long time. So you can talk about that as well. You yeah, coach. First off. No, you take yeah, it, man. You're up. You're up, Greg. All right. Yeah, I've been uh, the head coach here at Tri-Valley. My name is Greg Botsford. Um, been the head coach, I believe, for six years now. I'm not even quite sure on that. But uh, been in the program for over 13 years uh, on the football side. Um did JV baseball for 16 years and then helped out with varsity baseball two years after that. Uh, so I've been down at the school for a while. I graduated from Tri-Valley. I went to school with Dom. We were in the same class together. Um, we're best friends growing up. So uh, we've known each other a long time. Um, yeah, I've loved what I do. My kids went to Tri-Valley. It's, it's been home for me for a long time. Been a good place to grow up and, and coach. What, and what year help did you kids graduate out. from Tri-Valley, Greg? Uh, what in year? Ni- 1993. And- All yours, Dom. All right. Appreciate it, man. Um, I've been the Fallsburg uh, football coach, varsity coach for the, uh, this is my sixth year doing it. Um, I'll count the year, even though we didn't have the program because I uh, helped out the modified team. It has not been easy, but um, I think we're heading uh, on the upward battle here. We've, we've done really well with getting kids to play and, and building the, the uh, program. Uh, I coached uh, varsity baseball for a year or two. Um, but I really came from the youth level. I coached Little League Baseball for 21 years. Um, really enjoy that. Graduated, like Greg said, from Tri-Valley in 1993 with Greg. I've uh, been great friends with him since we were kids. Um, did a lot of stuff together. Coached Little League together. Uh, I have a lot of respect, not only for Greg as the coach, uh, just as the person he is. Uh, great, great ass at the Tri-Valley. Uh, they should be really proud and, and happy that they have him running the program there. Uh, but just, you know, definitely a, a guy I look up to as a coaching field, but. Okay. Greg, then I'll start with you. Um, You know, you've had, the last few years have been really extraordinary. The last two years, especially. I mean, tremendous success, great talent, great coaching staff. I mean, you really have great people that you're working with. And, you know, I've been, I mean, I don't think I've missed two Tri-Valley games in the last couple of years i mean been there all the time and right. it seems as if uh the kids really buy into the program so my question to you is how has the covid thing impacted that because it's obviously you know it it broke the rhythm um it's made things really really difficult you know like will we have football you know and here we are playing it in march you know and Right. worrying about the weather. So, you know, why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, it was, um, I think it really impacted us a lot. You know, we, we came off of the sectional championship. Uh, we gained some momentum, got some kids to come out that hadn't played in the previous years. Um, 
And then again, we made a run to the sectional championship and lost there. Uh, but once we started our off season training, we got a bunch of kids to come out again, even from that team that had not played before or had not played since youth football. Right. Um, and we were getting a good number of kids to come to the workouts. And then next thing you know, the workouts get shut down, you know, cause COVID had started. Um, so then you kind of lose track of the kids. You're not, you know, you can't get them together. You can't get them to work out. You can't get this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, all the uncertainty around whether we were going to have a, a season or not. And then the fall comes and goes, mm-hmm. we don't have it. And I mean, quite honestly, I, I believe, I believe we weren't going to have it, you know, with the way everything was going. Um, and I think everybody else felt that way too. And, and then all of a sudden basketball happens and it's like, Oh, oh man, we could may, maybe possibly get this, you know? Mm-hmm. And even when it started, I mean, our numbers are way down, you know, those kids that were coming to the workouts are not playing football, you know? So it's, um, yeah, I think, I think it messed with our momentum a little bit and uh, it's unfortunate, you know, it's unfortunate for the kids, you know, the kids should be out and the kids should be playing and, and for whatever reason they're not, whether it's COVID related or, you know, if there's other factors that came into, into effect, you know, I really can't speak on that, but you know, it definitely, it definitely hurt us. Well, you know, I want to get back. I'll come back to you because I want to know about the composition of the team and and a little bit about the schedule, which, of course, is constantly in flux. Yeah. (laughs) Dom, let's talk to you. Um, You know, you're you definitely your team is definitely on the up and up. It has we could see it. We could see it two years ago. We saw it last year. Um, The kids are really they're enthusiastic. They want to play. Yeah. before the COVID thing hit, coming off of last season, what, how are you feeling about this, this coming year? Very, very excited. You know, you know we want to be a team that, that can say, you know, we'd love to be an 11-man football team. The problem that we have is we deal with a lot of other issues. The ineligible list is a huge, you know, a huge issue for us. You know, and just this COVID thing was – it couldn't have come at a worse time. Um, obviously, for everybody, but I'm thinking just football-related right now. We've spent – a long time and myself personally trying to build this program um we were getting two kids three kids in a weight room this off season we were getting 18 to 20 kids in that weight room at three times a week really committed to to uh being on this team getting stronger faster knowing uh, a system and it just you know that was a tough loss for us not being able to do that and you know i, I really tried to build this program on just family i mean we're in a situation where we are, where, you know, we need that, you know, someone who, who came from a, from, you know, a single family, my, my dad passed away at a young age when I was uh, younger. So, you know, getting kids all together to buy into that whole family thing and, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't selling it. We're, we're living it and, and, and creating that because we really, I, I really feel that way as a coach that we are a family. Right. Um, so we did a lot of virtual workouts and kids were checking in and I mean, we we're getting 20, 25 to 30 kids doing these virtual workouts but that only lasts for so long because they need to be in there with each other. And then, you know, kids are checking off that they did the virtual workout and you don't know because you can't hold them accountable when it's over. Computer. Right. And, you know, like, like coach Bosford said here, we, we finally realized all right, basketball is happening. We may have football. And then, you know, wondering how many kids I have. I had eight kids eligible one week before March 1st came and all of a sudden we had 16. So these kids that weren't doing well, now we're motivated because they knew they had a chance to play the sport they love. Mm-hmm. And we had 16 eligible with 25, now 26 total kids on our roster. 
Um, I'm working on trying to get those kids, you know, I'm doing tutorials at night, trying to work with these guys to kind of get their grades up and how important that is, you know, and then we had that shut down to start the season off with just another momentum killer. Um, then we get eight practices in, we're looking fantastic, better than I think, you know, we, we taught, I'll be honest, we were doing fullback left, fullback right, because we didn't know the game of football. We don't have, you know, that youth program and people forget what coach Bosford has done. He single-handedly built a youth program that, these kids have all came through. It wasn't that they were just successful. I mean, he's worked tirelessly to get these kids learning a program at the youth level that translated for them coming up, you know, not because he's a great friend of mine, but, you know, kids want to play for a guy like that because he cares about them and he, and he knows the system he's teaching uh, and kids are comfortable with that. He's got a great coaching staff that's been with him. Um, but I mean, now the shutdown for 10 days is just, it's frustrating because I feel like, you know, we've done, Every time we take a couple steps forward, it's like something happens where we're kind of pushed back. Um, but we so you, you had to shut down the first week because of a COVID thing? Was that? It was a COVID shutdown of our school. Our school shut down school, for school um, shut down. the okay. entire week. We couldn't practice until that uh, March. Okay. And that, that was week one. And now week, week two, what happened? Well, we lost the, the honor game, obviously, because we didn't have enough practices in there. Okay. Uh, we got eight practices in, and then yesterday we dismissed early and our shutdown – well, the school's shutting down until April 6th because of them going on spring break. Who was scheduled for the first week? Who were you supposed to play? Uh, Antiora. Yeah, okay. And then, and then uh, and, Eldred was supposed to be this Friday. Okay. Uh, then Eldred next week. But, you know, we're, we don't go back until the 27th. That's the earliest clearance we can get. And who will that be? Who will, do you know uh, who you're playing that? That'll be Roscoe. And, um, yeah, and, and I will say uh, to the point of, uh, with the with the season you guys had last year at Fallsburg, for those listening and that didn't quite understand, Fallsburg did not have a long and storied history with football. And uh, Dom actually, when I first came up here from uh, moved up here, uh, they actually started a football program and then they had to kind of shut it down for a year again uh, to kind of rebuild it. And uh, last year, if I remember correctly, wasn't it the first ever playoff berth for a, a football uh team and in, in school history which was a, a pretty significant accomplishment uh so that's uh definitely something that is going and trending in the right direction so i think yeah gave ellenville fits <laughs> did yes you, they we did played, yeah, we they played did. a great we played a great half i mean we had a, you know a couple guys that were key two-way starters for us out of that game and other guys that were young kids really stepped up to the plate in that first half of that game we just you know we didn't play a full you know 48 minute game but that's what happens when you're a young team. And mm -hmm. I think we grew from that. I think it made kids really hungry. And, and for one thing, it started realizing that football was definitely here to stay. I think we've cemented ourselves that way right. in the school now. So, you know, it's a lot to be proud of that way with the kids. Kids have done great. They're, they're, they're a pleasure. Back to you, Greg. Um, so let's talk about your schedule. I mean, what were you, what were you supposed to play first week? First week was what? Was it? Yeah. Our first week was supposed to be uh, Pauling at home. And um, they contacted us and, and had to cancel. I, I, and I don't know if it was COVID related or if it's their, their section over there, their health department over there, mm -hmm. but they were only allowed to practice every other day. So they weren't gonna have enough practices. Mm -hmm. So then we tried to push it from Saturday to a Tuesday and they still weren't gonna have enough practices. So then we were trying to figure out if we could fit it somewhere else. And then while that was going on, you know, it just, it just wasn't going to work out. So then 
So that game gets canceled. And the way they're, they're, they're running everything is it's, it was a non-league game. So they, they've got this whole COVID scale. So if, if a game's canceled due to COVID or poor weather or poor field conditions, um, each team in that contest gets one point. Okay. If, if you win a game, you get two points. If you lose a game, you get no points. So they're not going on your record. They're going based on these points you accumulate throughout the season. Okay. Um, and that'll determine who wins the division and who goes to sectionals, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, every non-league game is worth nothing. There's no COVID point for that. There's no two points if you win. Um, so losing that game, you know, for us, I, I, we were going to play it like a scrimmage, you know, because everybody lost their scrimmage this year. Right. So playing the non-league game was would have been outstanding, you know? Mm -hmm. So then when that happened, then we were going to play – we were scheduled to have Eldred week two. And, you know, of course they're not having their season now. Um, so Dover was supposed to play Millbrook week two. And, you know, everybody knows now Millbrook is not having a season. So we were able to work something out with Dover. So it got announced Monday that we were going to play, uh, we were going to play Dover at home at two. And then uh, find out on Wednesday that one of their kids popped positive for COVID. And then they couldn't play. So then Dom ends up, you know, I hear, well, I get, my wife works at Fallsburg. So she sends me a text, hey, coming home early, uh, positive COVID. We're shut down till after spring break. I went, oh my goodness. Like, because then I know Dom can't do anything, you know? know. And Dom was supposed to play Ellenville. So then all of a sudden our ADs reach out and now we're playing Ellenville week two. So again, it's a non-league game. So we're going to treat it as a scrimmage and get kids in and see who can do what and and go from there, you know, and after that we go, you know, then we hit all, all our league stuff. We got Sullivan West, then Ellenville, then Roscoe, and then we're supposed to play Fallsburg to finish the season up. Yeah, and, and I know that before Richard gets into some more uh, team-related football questions, uh, you know, all this COVID stuff and scheduling has been one thing, but then, you know, the other point he made earlier is we're playing football in March right. in the Catskills. So uh, kind of give us an update on even if, the health people were the healthiest they could be. Uh, what are the field conditions like that you guys are kind of dealing with in your respective areas? Dom, I heard you've been, you've been uh, snow blowing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we open up the eighth on a, on a, a, a cross country trail path that extends about the width of a, of a path, uh, you know, up to the trail. And apparently that was going to be able to prepare us to, get ready for the game of football. So, you know, not that I want to get up on a Friday and snow blow, but, you know, I had to get the fields prepared, you know. Right. It wasn't ideal, and, and people weren't very happy at, at the higher-up level that I was out there with a snowblower mm -hmm. on the field. But I'm going to do whatever I can to get our fields ready and our kids safe. And I, you know, obviously mm -hmm. not going to apologize for that, and I think we're better understanding that we need a field. But, again, you know, we don't have any goalposts to kick, so we can't kick things because we're not – we don't have that, but I'm hearing that the school is, I've been hearing, but I'm hearing now a little more talk that the school is looking to get a home football field put in. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that'll happen because, you know, listen, just with everything, we're te when you're teaching young athletes that's never played this game, you know, spacing on kickoffs, which is, you know, everyone who watched us last year knew special teams was a, was a huge issue for us. You take out a lot of our special teams, we're in or, or, or competing to win lots of games. Um, so it's a, it's a definite key thing that we need. Um, but I think it's just the one thing that COVID's done, I will say, because we've been 
having our Google meets with the team throughout this whole process now for almost a year is they have learned the game of football and, and they're, they're starting to retain it. And I think, you know, we can be a really, you know, team that can compete if these kids start to learn this and um, start to realize the game of football. I feel like we can be a team that's really competitive. I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm a young coach and, and learning lots of things over, over the course of the past six years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're a team that we felt like it this year. That's why we're really frustrated. Our, it's tough when you get to a point where you're finally going to play, you get shut down for a week. Kids are so eager. They're doing everything they can to get their grades up. And then you get shut down and lose another two games. It's really disheartening. And it's, you know, we're holding Google meets, just pep talking like guys, we're, we're still going to play and for our kids. You know, I know we're a team that's won three games in the course of my history of coaching. These kids feel like they can win this division and to lose three games is like, you know, what's the chances? And it's just, Hey, listen, we got to go out there and be prepared when we get on that field and, you know, hopefully give ourselves a chance to uh, be in that position. But it's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. The field conditions are tough because, you know, we're practicing on a, on a space next to a tennis court that is, you know, like this with no lines. And so, you know, with new, with young athletes and new athletes to the game, it's, you know, we have a lot of guys that are brand new. Right. Um, teaching them that is a little tricky, but not impossible. You know, we, like well, I tell well, the kids. Mother Nature will, helped out a little bit, you know, because it got warm and a lot of the snow melted. Because yeah. I spoke to Greg a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me he had snow, to, you know, up over the you know, the fence along the field. It was like two feet high, three feet high, yeah. you know. And now it's clear, right? Right. Your game field is clear. Yeah, our game field is clear. Uh, they they actually played a uh, soccer game on it tonight, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know what shape it'll be in after that soccer game. Right. Um, but we actually um, and then with the weather, I've heard the weather is going to be pretty crummy. Thursday night into into Friday, I heard uh, heavy rains and then possibly switching over to like one to three inches of snow is what my wife told me tonight. I hope I hope that's false. These guys have been known to be wrong before, so I hope that's the case. But right. um, but yeah, so they played a soccer game tonight. But tonight was our first practice outside. the The uh, practice field up behind the school is you know you guys have seen that before. You know Dom and I played on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is notoriously a very wet field to begin with. So with them having baseball right after the season, they really want to try to keep us off of that. Um, so what they did is they went up behind the elementary school where the modified softball field is. And yesterday they were able to get us a, a 50 yard field, um, you know, 50 in the uh, 40 yards wide. And we were able to go up there and practice today on it. So, I mean, it was wet but it's better than being in a gym. Like it's right. when you're working on, you know, especially in our offense, running the, running the option, when we're working on our mesh between the quarterback and fullback and the timing of our, of our motions and stuff, guys are slipping and falling. It's hard to work on that stuff in a gym, you know, and possible. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the composition of the team this year. Is that for me, Richard or Dom? We'll get to you. Dom, you get your turn in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're, we're young. We're, we don't have the numbers we've had in the past. We're sitting at uh, 20 kids. Um, and that's included. We have three ninth graders on the team. Um, we're heavy in the sophomores. We got 10 sophomores on the team. I think there's uh, seven juniors and three seniors. Mm-hmm. So 
we're, we're very young. Uh, we got some inexperienced guys. Um, you know, we're, we're struggling now with, we got two kids that could really help us that are on the ineligible list right now. Um, and that's going to hurt us this weekend. We're hoping that by uh, the play this weekend, we're hoping by that list. Is that um, for, it's for, for lack of practice or it's an academic thing? It's an thing academic or? thing. So, and again, you know, virtual learning is not for everybody, you know, and these kids are, you know, they're having a difficult time with that virtual learning. A lot of kids like to be in class right in front of the teacher. And, mm -hmm. you know, we never had issues with these two players before. So, um, but yeah, and it, I mean, we're literally going to go into this Ellenville game with three offensive linemen, you know, so it's, if we have an injury, then we're, we got to move a tight end down. And it's, so numbers are definitely an issue. You know, we've got two other kids um, uh, that are out. One's just got an x-ray for his foot. Uh, he's another lineman type. Another kid, you know, you know, poor kid just had his father had a uh, heart attack the other night. Jesus. Luckily, he's okay. He's doing fine. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been rough, you know. So we're running probably strong every practice, probably about, 17, 18 kids. Okay. Well, you know, hopefully everybody stays healthy. Yeah, and, hopefully. You know, and, you know, you, this game against Ellenville is a good, it's a good thing that it's a non-league game. You know, as uh, you say, you can treat it like a scrimmage and, the, you know, you think there's no substitute for playing. Absolutely. Not, no, no substitute for playing. I don't care how much practice you have, and especially when half of your practice has been in the gym. Yeah. yeah. Don, yeah. What's, what's your, tell us a little bit about the composition of the Falls Works team. You know, it's, you it's really nice because uh, in the past we had, you know, we had some large numbers in the past. We had 30 kids last year um, come out for the team. We lost 14 seniors um, and we gained quite a bit of freshmen and freshmen that can actually uh, are challenging for some starting spots that are going to make mistakes, but they're so aggressive mm -hmm. uh, and just kids that work hard that we want to give them the opportunity. Uh, to prove themselves out there. It's really nice. I mean, you know, we had 30 kids, but there were times when, you know, you come to practice and you're like, uh, we have half the team. Where is everybody? You know, so just that level of commitment has been lacking uh, for us since I started the program. Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting 24 of the 26 pretty much on average every day. Kids are going to the tutorials, coming in. And what you have to understand for us is there's no transportation for kids that are remote. They have to come in. So these kids are figuring out ways to get rides with teammates or someone, a neighbor to bring them in. So mm -hmm. the level of commitment I'm, I'm really impressed with and, and excited about. And it's really nice to be able to not have to go half of a line against somebody because you don't have enough to scrimmage on eight on eight. So right. to be able to actually put eight bodies against eight bodies uh, has been awesome. Uh, it's, been, it's been really good for the program. So, um, no, I'm so excited. Your team is, would you say your team is young? Mostly, um, or mixed? Our, it's a mix. We, we, we have some, some talent here, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Jesse was a, was a huge uh, piece of our puzzle last year. We've got a kid who is a 10th grader that, um, boy, I, I could make that comparison right now as a 10th grader, this kid, he is the best pure running back I've ever seen. He's a, he's a, he came over last year at the end of course, at the end of the season uh, mm -hmm. from New, Ro New Rochelle and his running back coach was Ray Rice. And this kid is, the most explosive player I've ever seen. He is, uh, his football IQ is through the roof and it's spreading to these other guys. Um, What's his name? 
His name is Damari. Uh, Damari Hamilton. He is um, he's special. special. He's really special, and he's and he's you know really bought into it right away and made some good friendships with the kids. It's been tough for him because he came in and then. You know, as he started to know the football players, we had the shutdown. So it was really tough for him. Kind Came of from a much bigger school too. New Rochelle's a much bigger school. Big right. school. Right. But, you know, we have Ethan Zeno, who's a returner for us. He's, he's made good strides every year. He's a great kid. He's, he's mm-hmm. one of the most hardest working kids. Uh, just a, a great leader. Everything that he's been through and his family's been through, this has been his release from that. And, uh, you know, we're young on the line, but I got to tell you, we got to, uh, this ninth grade kid who played on the modified team last year that, you know, he emailed me and said, oh, I want to play up varsity. And my first thought was this kid wasn't very big. He came in. He's a, he's a monster. I'm sure COVID helped a little bit. <laughs> he's been eating well, but he's, uh, he's an athlete. And I think if he, you know, obviously as the off season comes here and he gets into the weight room and, and learns how to hit that and really, you know, these kids have realized the kids that came to the weight room, other kids have seen like, man, this kid looks jacked now that he's been in the weight room. Like, What's happening? These kids are spreading around like it's much easier when you're in there. Like things are easier when you're in shape and, and you know, you're stronger. So that's kind of spread to the other guys. And these guys ask me every day, when are we getting in the weight room? When are we getting in the weight room? It's not opening for us yet to do it. Uh, but when we do, I mean, I think we're going to be, um, you know, have a ton of kids in there. I just, like I said, the, the, the ninth and 10th grade group is our biggest group. I mean, a lot of depth within those younger guys, but our 11th grade group's a little smaller, a lot of hardworking kids. Uh-huh. We've got a couple of good senior leaders. We're light at the senior level, probably five guys uh, returning. Uh, but we were light in the junior and sophomore class last year, too. We, we really had a heavy uh, freshman group that came up last year. And those freshmen got a lot of playing time. This is, this is the future of your program, you know, yeah. those younger kids. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and for you both, uh, I guess, going into this season with all the uncertainties, and I know people just want to have games, and, and that's probably – and I'm sure each game means a lot more than it even did in the past with, with the opportunities. But um, what would you say the expectations are for you guys and your teams uh, as you head into this uh, very unique season? Want to go, Don? To win. We want to win. It's the first time I can stay here and honestly say that that that's the opposite. We we want we got a taste of what winning feels like, and we want to keep doing that. We, we, losing wasn't very fun. Getting in the paper for the, the streak of the longest losing wasn't very fun. You know, as a coach, I'll, I'll take all that responsibility. That's my fault. That's my I'll take it all because we weren't winning, we weren't prepared, we weren't ready. We got a taste of winning, and we don't want that to stop. Right. And I think these guys have shown that they're willing to work hard and they're willing to sacrifice. And uh, that's the goal. The goal is to win games and not just to win. We want to keep winning. We want to be, you know, we want to model ourselves after coaches team here and, and be a successful winning program. Uh, that's, that's the ultimate goal for us. It's, I wish I can be more elaborate and, and give you what it is, but we want to win. That's, that's, we, we already, we've lost enough. We know what that feels like. And we'd like to give that to other people now. We'll, 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 right. Enough, <laughs> enough for moral victories. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Now, Greg, you know, winning is you're spoiled. You're spoiled. You winning isn't something that you hope you you'll someday experience. Right. You winning is something you want to keep going. So yeah, you know, when once you get a taste, you know, you win the section nine championship and you get back there again and uh you take a tough loss there, you know, that's that's who you want your program to become. You know, you want to be somebody that is 
constantly fighting for a championship, you know, and, you know, numbers, anything like that is not excuses. You know what I mean? That we're still going to strive for that, right. you know, but even during all that, you know, our goal has always been, you know, to, to be better at the end of the season than we were at the beginning, you know, and with, uh, with the, with the very little um, off season stuff we got to do, um, that's our, that's really our goal this year. We want to be much better at the end than we start at the beginning. You want to be yeah. back in that tra- You want to be back in that title game. I would. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you don't want to miss out on it again. You know, it's, that's where you want to be. You know, it's, it's fun being there. The kids love being there. It's um, the fans love going. It's great for the town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting, you know, so, and you don't know what's going to happen with this COVID. It may be, it may be the battle of attrition, you know, you may get cancellations here, there, COVID point here. Maybe you win one game, and next thing you know, because of COVID, you could possibly sit there and be a division champ and go to the sectional championship, you know? So, yeah, that's what you hope, you know? Well, I'll have two more two more things real quick. Um, I think one thing that, that strikes me is the lack of continuity. I mean, okay, you know, this first or second day before spring – that's the spring tra- practice season. Bang. Spring's gone. And come summer, you know, I don't know what, what went on with you guys, you know, in terms of what preparation or anything that what happened in the summer. But then there's no fall. And then there's winter that was really almost no winter. I mean, basketball didn't start until, you know, mid-February, you know, and then it was gone. So, I mean, you know, for a football program to be successful, you both know it's an all-year venture. You can't pick up, you know, you can't pick up kids, you know, a, t- ten days before the season starts and get them into condition and mentally and physically. So we know right away. But the good news is it's the same for everybody. Everybody had to set. Everybody had to do this. So you know, I, I I guess you there's nothing to really say about this except you do the best you can with what, with the circumstances that you have now. The question I really want to ask you too, is what's it like to play against each other? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can, you know, speaking for me, it's, you always love competing against your friends, you know, but it's, it's difficult too, though, you know, it's, and I don't want to say anything bad, but Fallsburg has struggled early on. You know, they were much better last year. We played a really good football game last year. That was a lot of fun. You know, and that's where you want to be. And you want to be in good competitive games against one another. And, and then, you know what, it, to me, it would take this thing out of losing, you know, because, you know, you lost to a good friend is somebody that, um, that, you know, is working their tail off and preparing their rear ends off over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know what, I know at the end of the game, no matter what, we're going to walk over to each other and give each other a hug and, and say, congratulations and good luck the rest of the way. And anything you need from me, please don't hesitate to ask, you know, and I want nothing but the best for Dom and his program over there. I think he's done a tremendous job. You know, like Dom said, you know, he, he put it on me that it was me with the youth, you know, but it takes a village to raise, raise a program, you know, and it, Dom was right there with us involved in that program. Um, you know, and he learned a lot there. I learned a lot from him and it's, it's been great getting to, you know, being friends with Dom all these years and to watch what he's done over there. He, I don't know too many guys that work as hard as Dom does, um, you know, especially the situation he, he, you know, he was put in over there at Fallsburg. Um, you know, not a lot of guys can resurrect the program and, and get it turned around as quickly as he did. 
I know six years probably seems like a long time, Dom, but you know, that's pretty quick in football years considering where, where the program started. So I want to give him a lot of credit for that. Appreciate it. Dom, what's it like playing against him? Well, I want to, I want to kick back there when you said Greg was spoiled, you know, Greg has built that program from the ground up. So I don't know if I'd say spoil would be the word. I think he he has earned every bit of success that, that they have. There's no doubt about it. You know, yeah. I just want to touch back. Greg and I played sports together at high school and Greg was relentless. I mean, he, in baseball and football, like you, when you look at a guy and you know, they want to win, there is no better feeling because, you know, we're both pretty competitive people. Uh, we were when we played and we definitely are as coaches. Uh, I, I love competing against Greg. I wish my record was a little better against him, <laughs> but I love competing against Greg. And, and as he says, you know, losing is never easy. Um, but I will tell you, I root for his program every week, unless it's against us. But every week, other than that, I, I want him to be successful. You know, those kids, I know all those kids on his program, you know, being with the youth. Uh, and I wish, I always want them to do well when they're playing. No. Do you, so do you, when you're, you know, aside from the fact the weeks that you're playing against each other, do you share? I mean, like they played Ellenville, okay, you know, in a playoff game. They talked to you. Did he talk to you? I mean, do you, do you like, you know, give each other help, give each other pointers after you've played each other, of course? Uh, a lot of offseason stuff we'll talk about. I don't know if when we get together, it's just, I love being around Greg. So it's always just talking about the past and, Coaching is coaching, and, you know, we've learned a lot. I'd like to think we learned a lot from each other over the years, just being around each other, playing, and then coaching. Uh-huh. Um, but not we don't really share any tips in that because, you know, we both want to win, you know, obviously. <laughs> stop there. So I think a lot of the offseason stuff we'll talk and, and, and go over that. But Right. Yeah, like, like Dom said, we'll talk in the yeah. offseason. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, sharing stuff with games and other opponents, I mean, we both have huddle. You know, it's not yeah. – you get a lot on huddle, you know, it's huddles, a, a game changer, you know, and it, it saves a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if uh, I had to, if I had to reach out to Dom or he had to reach out to me, I mean, we would each have no problem sharing information with one another. So, right. you know, we've, we've done it occasionally. I think we, maybe we talked over spack and kill game one time or, mm-hmm. you know, but. Uh, yeah, I we, definitely we, reached we get, out to Greg early on in the beginning there when we were starting this program, just, you know, frustration and, you know, how do I turn this thing around and just venting and, you know, like, like old friends do, you know, you, you rely on each other. And you know, I consider Greg family. I always have, always will. That won't change no matter what happens. So, well, we want to wish you both uh, the best of, of luck for the rest of the season. We hope that uh, Dom, we hope we no more COVID uh, interruptions here, good, you know, three weeks is, a, you know, three weeks out of this season. It's a big, that's a hefty chunk. You know, half our season, yeah, it's half half our season. season, and you know, um, and and you have to remember, Richard. Now, you don't. We want to. We don't want to put too much pressure on them. But you know, since uh, they were our, uh, Greg was our coach of the year, and Dom was our motivational mentor extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, winners last year for, for football coaching. I mean, no pressure to to try to try to beat that this year, but, um, yeah, no, it's definitely been cool with, with the two of you, uh, and with Fallsburg going in the program, it will be nice to see Tri-Valley and Fallsburg football, uh, become the, uh, the 12.5 miles. I just Googled it between the two schools, a little bit of the, the route 42 slight turn on the 55 rivalry. 
uh, <laughs> that'll be uh, be starting there. Uh, but if Richard doesn't uh, have anything else, uh, thank you guys for joining our podcast. For all the listeners out there, uh, you can find more podcasts such as this on our Sullivan County Democrat podcast channel on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and Overcast. And, um, and also you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We come out twice weekly. Uh, pending, we don't have any more crazy weather, COVID field issues. We'll actually have a live football game story in Tuesday's uh, newspaper for the first time in about a year and a half. So two, of them. Uh, two stories, two, two stories. I'm doing two games on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going from Milltown, Sullivan, West Roscoe to Tri-Valley, Ellenville. Yes, that's true. We can't shoot too big here. We just got to be happy if we get at least one game in. You know? yeah. yeah, can't be too greedy. Yeah. Well, thank you guys right. for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you later. Appreciate it, guys.